every business struggles with pricing. We've even had this happening to us recently. We're yes, talking we about like pricing, value, things like that, right? Yep. Well, so in yesterday's episode, we talked about niching down, right? Because that's something you kind of have to do in business. You, right now, like competition's crazy in almost everything. So you have to niche down until you get to a very specific point. The problem is you might end up with such a small audience that you might not be able to make enough money based on the price that you're charging, right? right? We talked about that problem. We're gonna talk about another problem that people are having. And this revolves around, what if your product is just too cheap, right? We ran into this issue and uh, we ended yesterday's episode talking about how we're gonna solve that problem. We're gonna do that in today's episode, starting now. your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. All right, this will be the shortest episode ever. Charge more, done. Bam. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but it really does. It kind of comes down to that, right? This is the the one step solution to solving the problem is making more money, right? And it's like, yeah. of course, duh, yeah, I have to make more money. That's why we're listening to you guys, right? Okay, great. So there are two primary ways that you can make more money with your cheap product, right? We yesterday we were talking about men's beard. It was yeah, men's beard soap. soap. Very specific, right? Yeah, so, I mean, what's the most you could possibly spend? Thousands. No, yeah, like a, a bar of soap. Like, obviously, really nice boutique soap. I, I don't know. but Yeah, like, so let's let's stick with, like, I've I've purchased bars of soap, you know, you know, the fancy kinds that are handmade and so forth, you know, 5 to $7. So I'll say $7 on the high end, right? And it's really hard to build a real business around a product like that, you know, because... You have to firstly make the product, right? I'm assuming that, you know, this person is making their soap, right? Handmade right. soap. And then you have to cut them all. You have to market them. You have to list them on your site or on Etsy or wherever. Right. And then each time you sell a bar of soap, you have to package it, mail it out. It's, it's yeah. a mess, right? It's exactly the problem we talked about with the card business that you used to have on right. Etsy, right? Yeah. I made, not- a, I made a, an inexpensive card. It was a hassle to create and then to ship each one, and I didn't get a lot of profit out of it. Yes. So the first step is to sell quantity, right? And I know everyone might be hearing this going, well, of course I need to sell quantity. That's what, like, I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I realized I had to sell, as I have to sell a thousand bars a month in order to make seven grand. Like, I know, literally before we even had this, this talk of, um, you know, we wanted to, to plan out a little bit about what we were going to talk about. And I'm like, well, selling quantity. I mean, that's obvious. Like, I even was saying. Yeah, so yeah, she was about obvious. to erase it off of our, our two-item list here. And I was like, no, no. What I'm getting at is there are there are tactful and, I you know, more entrepreneurial ways to sell quantity, right? Right. The first thing that came to my mind was wholesaling, Right. If you can produce quantity, right? If, I mean, we're already at a point. Let, let's say your lifestyle costs you $7,000 a month. You need to sell a thousand bars. So at this point, I'm already assuming that you can produce quantity. A thousand bars of soap handmade 
is a lot. That right? is going to be big batches. <laughs> exactly. So instead of you know spending all of your time marketing each individual one, taking it, you know, putting it into a bubble mailer or whatever fancy bar soap people right. do, and then driving it to a post office or putting it in your mailbox and upsetting your mail carrier when your mailbox is stuffed full of bars of soap, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, selling quantity to local boutiques, right? right? You know, we, we don't even live in a terribly fancy area and there are boutiques around us that I know sell handmade soaps, right? right. So that's a great way for you. Yeah. You're not going to get $7 a bar probably, right? You're probably going to have to sell wholesale, but you should be able to move a much higher volume all at once rather than spending all of your time trying to sell onesie twosies, right? right? Now, let's say wholesaling is not your thing or you're not really sure like you can meet the minimum order requirements that you would need for local boutiques, right, to to wholesale. Right. Um, another way to sell quantity is to get your customers to buy more at once, mm-hmm. right? So sell three bars for a minor price discount, you know, or five bars or whatever, you know, like try and get people to buy more all at once. And this is actually something that I did with our, our card shop. And it was probably my favorite whenever I got one of these sales. It was like, oh, finally, like where I would sell, a, you know, essentially like a set of stationary cards, you know, like where you got six or 12 or something. And it's like one single order was, was netting me 12 times the yeah. profit, you know, and it was so much easier for me to to handle that order. Yeah, and this is actually also one of the tactics we use to increase our price in um in the secret shop projects, That's right? right? Or the double shop projects, I should Absolutely. Say. We bundle multiple digital products together and sell them for a higher price, right? And yes. again, your favorite kind of sales. My favorite <laughs> kind of sales. Yeah, because it's a larger ticket price. Like I I love when, you know, an order can bring in more like that. Yeah. So it, it is actually possible. Now, obviously you can't necessarily do this on, on a digital product. You can't necessarily do this like you can with a bar of soap, right? You're sell- selling three of the exact same bars of soap, right? So with yeah. digital products, you are, you know, packaging different related, related things together, right? Yeah. So that probably ties in a little bit better with our second, um, our second one, right? So we'll kind of segue into that, right? To make more money with your product, increase your price. And again, I know people are like, uh, yeah, I, I understand that I can do it. There are other ways to do this, right? And we already just kind of talked about it a little bit, but the big way is to, uh, for, I mean, let's start with the, the very basics. You can literally increase your product's price, but the problem you run into is when you're on a marketplace, right? Like an Etsy and Amazon or whatever, increasing your price when your customers can see all of your competitors' products all around, right, it becomes very difficult. And we ran into that problem with our secret shop projects, right? Mm-hmm. We had products that were similar listed, and we wanted to charge a premium price. But the problem was we are among a search results of tons of products that are all kind of uniformly priced. I think because all of the competitors are looking at each other going, well, they're only charging, you know, $4.99, then I'm going to charge $4.99. Right. right. I mean, one of the, the popular digital products on Etsy is like wedding invitations, you know, and you can buy wedding invitations, like the digital copies or whatever, digital files that they customize for you and whatnot. And when you go to, to search Etsy 
and you see one that's like out of nowhere six times the price or four, like that one's already going to not get the best attention because it's so much more expensive than all the other ones. And they all look fantastic. So that's kind of a cool point that you bring up um, because you, you just hit upon one of the ways that you can increase your product's price, right? And obviously you have to do like the cost benefit analysis of is my time worth it for the increased price, but personalization, right? Mm -hmm. You know, etching, you know, do, is there a company that you can do business with that maybe they want to buy it as like, you know, your product as a perk for their employees or as a thank you for their employees, you know, etch the company's name, uh, logo into the you know bar of soap or whatever, right? There's like lots of, you know, or even, you know, going more simply, um, when I've purchased, I'm not trying to stick with bars of soap for anything other than, <laughs> other than the fact that it's what we've been working with and I like the continuity of it. But, um, when I've purchased the soap, they'll usually have like this paper wrapper, just like a, it's almost like a ribbon that wraps around the center of the bar of soap and they usually have their, their company logo on it. And that's something you could easily customize for a business. Definitely. So, you know, you know, if you wanted to do a business to business type transaction, you know, you can sell a quantity to them as like a promotional thing. And then you can charge more than you would if you're just trying to sell to individual um, customers. Right. right. Um, Another kind of more clever way of increasing the price and setting yourself apart, though, is by creating more of an offer than just the bar of soap, right? Um, perhaps including like lotions or something like that, like having almost like a whole spa day kit. Right, like a gift set out of it. Yeah, you could do the gift set um, approach, right? Where you create like a little gift set and then people can buy that, right? You're setting yourself apart. It's not just a bar of soap now that you're buying. You're buying a gift for somebody. And how many times have you purchased something, not because you're trying to get like that particular product, but because it like as a gift, right? You can go and buy a bar of soap and give that as a gift. But when you buy like a little basket that's got like lotions and bath, you know, fizzes and, you know, bath salts and soaps and stuff, it feels more cohesive. It feels more like a gift rather than like, I just bought a single bar of soap. Yeah, here's a bar of soap for you. Right. And that, it's funny because when you start talking about the like gift like segment, there are a section of the market People already have a set price in their, their mind of what they want to spend for a gift. Yeah. You know, they'll go to your shop and see that bar of soap at $7 and be like, that's not, that's not enough. I well, yeah, because if someone, that. if I received a bar of soap, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing I'm a terrible example because I know what handmade soap looks like, but let's say the average person, if they receive a bar of soap, they're not necessarily going to like, they might see and be like, oh, this is a really nice bar of soap, but they're probably not going to be like, this is a $7 nice bar of soap, you know? Yeah, like it's like, you know, and so I think having that option of like, wow, I like, look at this nice $30, $40, $70 gift set, you know, that includes all this stuff, that'll be the perfect gift for them. And like, it hits my price point. It looks like it would be, you know, a, a substantial enough gift at that point. Um, actually, it's funny because this this reminds me of uh, a cookie shop that I gotta bring food in. Um, <laughs> a cookie shop that that I love, and um, that's kind of one of the things that they did. They would have these they the massive cookies. These are like four inch cookies, best cookie I've ever like had. Probably like three quarters to an inch thick. Oh, they're they're amazing and. 
you could buy, um, you know, just the cookies, just the cookies for, you know, a price like they're, they're relative like $3 per cookie. Um, and you can buy up to like eight dozen or something like that. And they have their, their normal price, but then they would offer for a slightly higher price per cookie, a happy birthday tin, you know, or a welcome baby girl tin or, or, or welcome baby boy or happy anniversary, like, or, or even Christmas ones. They'd have seasonal sets and whatnot for the gift idea because it was that much nicer. It's like you're sending cookies for a birthday to have it in a birthday tin. And all of a sudden, the price per cookie goes up like a dollar just because it's in a birthday tin. And they're charging that's that tin did not cost them no, <laughs> a not lot of money all. at all. You know, and that's funny. It's almost like that's almost kind of a a semi personalization, right? Like you're not going so personal. You're putting the person's name on it. But the tin, like you could sell a tin and make it. You know, it's like anyone can get the tin and right. for any occasion. And it's like, oh, okay. But by having a birthday tin, like. When you go to that that shop, right, and you're doing a gift for somebody, you're going to buy the thing that's appropriate for that particular occasion, right? So it's almost like you you get to charge a premium just because you're the cookie shop that's got the birthday tin as exactly. opposed to just like a nice tin or whatever, you know? So it's kind of yeah. like another, like a semi-personalization. You're personalizing it for the holiday. So it lets you hit kind of a broader market and still be able to charge kind of a premium there. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. We we're talking about like just physical products, like the kind of handmade stuff. But this relates into, you know, all kinds of areas of business. And and one of the other examples that I was thinking that you see this all the time in is uh, like a course, a digital course. For sure. Yeah. You'll see people adding value to increase the price and by adding value what they're doing is they're they're making corresponding worksheets or training videos or whatever no logs yeah that you can track your progress exactly that go along with the course itself and then they can increase that price and feel justified in that and and of course the person buying this course is going to be like well yeah i want that like that's an awesome value value. exactly Yeah. yeah And I think what we're really talking about in this portion of the podcast, right? Increasing your price is really increasing the value and then increasing the price, right? right? That perceived value. Exactly. So by creating that gift aspect, you're increasing the perceived value. You don't, and it doesn't just have to be the gift, right? You could create a system instead. So, you know, going back to the bar of soap, I'm not like a skincare expert, but let's just bear with me here. Let's say that you start off by, you can sell like a three-step kit. It starts with, you know, an exfoliator, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's got your star, the bar of soap. And then afterwards, like a moisturizing lotion, right? And you now have this three-step skincare kit rather than just a bar of soap, right? Like and, and you can tack a lot higher price on this because you're not just selling a bar. Of, you've set yourself apart from the marketplace at that point, right? You are now no longer just, you know trying to push a bar of soap, you're selling your skincare kit or your skincare system or whatever it is that you're doing. Right. So, and it doesn't, you don't have to form it as a system, right? I'm just kind of like making it sound more technical, but you could just have your three piece skincare kit. Right. Yeah. I mean, we see that too. I mean, I proactive. Yeah. They they were absolutely like a three step 
uh, system for acne. Yeah. So you look at what are some immediate complementary products that you can pair up with whatever it is you're selling and then bundle that together. And all of a sudden your $7 bar of soap, that's a $7 bar of soap seems expensive, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, a $14 skincare kit doesn't seem that crazy. And it's Not like, at all. well, the exfoliator is probably going to be super cheap, right? Like a pumice stone or something. <laughs> right. And then whatever the lotion is that you put in there. And it's like, wow, that's that 14. I could see, I could go to Walmart and probably buy a $14 skincare kit, you know? Right. So all of a sudden you've taken a premium product with, you know, a premium pricing and brought it, you know, you've added value, but you've brought down the overall cost in the eyes of the consumer. They're going to be like, wow, that's a, a good, a handmade bar of, I'd go to Walmart and buy a, you know, a dove skincare kit and pay just as much. What a deal. You right. know, it's yeah, just, absolutely. You know, Why wouldn't you prefer that? Exactly. So it's just one of those funny things that you can do with, when you start pushing on the levers of value, you can control your pricing a lot better and you can bring that price up. Right. Now, there are other ways that you can make more money from your transaction. And uh, I think we have got another two episodes left in our mini series about pricing. So stay tuned for those. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.